I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back. Season and three? Consistent release <laughs> schedule. So look. I think seasons and podcasts are weird. And I know people yeah, do it, but I think it's odd. Did I you buy any toys this week? I haven't bought any this week, but since our last recording, I have bought a plethora of them. The most recent one uh, that I forgot that I pre-ordered was the Black Series Chewbacca that came with the Empire Strikes Back destroyed C-3PO. Because at one time, I said, that would be fun. And then it showed up, and I was right. I think that's wonderful. It's great. These Black Series figures are getting better and better. Well, that's kind of the weird part, because I usually stop and I go, well, I have Chewbacca, but I don't have a C-3PO, so I love that I can either have him dismantled in the bag or just build him and have a regular figure. That's a sweet deal. And you can you can do that. You can, yeah. He can actually be built. Okay. Yeah. It can just be the six-inch figure, or I can just pluck him apart and shove him in the net and remake Empire Strikes Back, the best movie of all time. The original... Uh, 70s and 80s line that was one of my favorite figures the 3po you could take apart yeah like i love that they keep making versions you know if you're a determined enough kid justin any c3po is one you can take apart <laughs> that is just very ask true. my 95 black uh power of the force figure that i have i uh there was a wampa with a removable arm that came out i want to say like 97 98 somewhere around the time of the re-release of the, spe- the uh, release of the special editions, right? And it had a removable arm, and a friend of mine got it before me, and he was on the phone with me, going like, "Man, I can't get this arm out. I don't understand what's going on." And he pulled and he pulled and finally he pulled it out, and of course, it was the arm that was not meant to come out, and of he broke the broke the toy. Awesome. I love um, that. So watch your wampa arms is the point of that story. Of course. Uh, so you're continuing on with the Black Series? So it would seem. I'm a, uh, you know, I looked <clears throat> into the other options that are better and more expensive, and I realized something. I can just get more for $20. It's more consistent. Uh, everything I want is out or coming out. I don't need to wait a mystery amount of time for something like an R2-D2 or a Yoda from a specific time. And they are just getting better and better. I'll take all of the Episode 2 ones that are coming out. Hot Toys is not going to make a kit fit so anytime soon. I believe they already have. God damn it. They're not going to make a but cheap one anytime I think soon. If you had used like any other obscure character Plo-coon. reference, you would have been fine. <laughs> I, I think you pulled out the one that they're making. I know. that That's one of those weird characters that I was like, I love Kit Fitzo, and that makes me interesting. When I was in like second grade, and then it was everyone's favorite weird obscure character. So last year, when we last spoke, I was trying to convince you to start buying the Hot Toys Star Wars figures. Correct. And I was really pushing you on this Jedi Luke. Yeah. Uh, so my buddy Brad got the new Jedi Luke that ha- from Hot Toys that has the different outfits. You can yeah. put them in the speeder bike. <laughs> and it comes with a warning not to put the speeder bike helmet on and off his head too many times. <laughs> well, why would I buy that? <laughs> because it'll, like, mark the head. If you put on and remove the helmet. Great. So 
with stuff like that happening, I agree the six inch black series is maybe the way <laughs> to go. It's also kind of the thing that uh we had Hector Navarro on one of our first episodes for Marvel Legends, and he brought up kind of a similar thing of why he doesn't do the hot toys. He can just bring all of these somewhere. If I move and something happens, it's usually an easy replacement. But if I start buying these three, four hundred, a thousand dollar things and anything happens to it, yeah, I'm just out money. And since, you know, I'm not made of money, we'll be playing it safe. There's a Venn diagram of affordability and quality that I'm just going to keep trying to hit. Yeah, and as long as the quality keeps going up on the Black Series from Hasbro, why not? Did you buy any toys this week, Justin? I did. I got uh, really right out of the gate with 2020. I'm already ahead of the game. I grabbed the first WWE exclusive that I'm looking for for 2020. Great. The uh, Macho Man from the Royal Rumble series. It's a Target exclusive. Um I spent a week going to every Target in the area, uh, trying to convince them to break the street date and bring it out for me, since I knew they had them in the stock room, and they just weren't bringing them out. Usually, street dates, and I to let people know what street dates are, if they don't know. Some toys, usually if they're tied to like a movie that has like specific spoilers or something, will be street dated, like video games or or other media releases, uh, to come out on a certain date to, you know, either keep that secret of the spoiler or for promotional reasons. Um, and then as a retailer, you're not allowed to sell the toy before that date. Right. And some of these larger retail chains, like your Targets and your Walmarts, will put it in their computer that the toy won't even ring up before that date. There's a little bit of a different situation here with the Royal Rumble figures and the Macho Man, because the street date wasn't like a real street date. It wasn't a street date that was set by the manufacturer. It was a street date that was set by Target because that was going to be the date of the reset of their aisles. So technically, these figures wouldn't have a location on the aisle until this certain date. That's why they were kept in the back. So I went target to target trying to explain this exact thing (laughs) to every target employee being like, look, it's totally fine. You can sell them. You just There's just not a spot on the shelf for them. And you don't need to worry about that because I'll just buy all of them and <laughs> problem solved. Right. Uh, but I went target to target to target with them telling me that they would not sell it to me. The fifth target, I walked in and it was just sitting on the shelf because who the fuck cares about street dates? That's usually how it goes. Uh, it would not ring up. So I rang up a different figure instead and got my Royal Rumble Macho Man. And it's a great figure. Good. And all it took was harassing target employees about where things do and don't go. I wouldn't use the term harassing. I would say educating. Sure. Sure. 
Loudly um, and violently educating? I find it sad that <laughs> I know more about Target's inventory system than any of their employees. Well, most of those people are just working to be Instagram models and influencers and whatever else the children do now. So why should they care about the street tape, Blake? I don't think just they do. Just go in the back and give me my goddamn macho man. WWF figures give me the fury of the hitman. And the bite of the bulldog. Washington sling down the wall. The Undertaker will bury those diffs. Not with these WWF figures running wild. Hit sold separately, dig it? The other thing that I ran into a lot over the holidays is going into stores and these employees now saying, well, did you check our website? Ugh. <laughs> And all, yes, the answer is yes, I did. And your website is worthless. And then I have to say things like, well, this isn't available on the website, or like this is in a case pa- assortment with a blah, 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 blah. <sighs> Anyway, it's a tough time. When I was out looking for the Macho Man, every time, literally every target I went to, I would go up to the employee in the toy section and I would say, if I give you an item number, can you look something up? And each time they said, is it the Mandalorian? And I said, no. <laughs> and they were shocked because so many people were coming in. They want that shiny Mandalorian. They want the Mandalorian. It, it seems to me like Disney and Hasbro really fucked up. Well, I see in a weird way, and I almost respect it, where Disney was like, we're not going to mess around with the Baby Yoda stuff. We don't want to spoil it. We don't want to give anything away. I respect that too. To be shocked. I'm not talking about Baby Yoda. I'm talking about... Anything else? Yeah. Do you think this is also, we've talked about Southern California just kind of sucking at having any inventory? I think that's part of it. But I think also, I think Hasbro really dropped the ball on Mandalorian. Yeah. I think they were focused on, what's the new movie called? Rise <laughs> of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I, I want to call it The Last Jedi because Jedi third that, movie well, That last. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um it's better, which is a controversial opinion to have. I feel like there's more interesting characters in The Mandalorian, having not seen it, just by looking at the character designs. There are. So I feel like they could have leaned heavier into these toys. It seems like that would have been the way to go. Have a little bit more of the IG-11. And they're just cooler people, right? Like, we talked about this when Force Friday happened, and there just aren't enough toyetic things in Rise of Skywalker. And I feel like everything in Mandalorian had this very unique, old trilogy, cool feeling to it that, you know, transfers very well. Did you enjoy this last Star Wars movie? It's fine. So yeah, I felt the same way. It's perfectly fine. I enjoyed it at the time while I was watching it. I don't need to watch it again. Don't need to buy any toys from it. That's kind of how I feel. I sort of walked out and, and generally with a Star Wars movie, I'll go at least twice in a theater. I did not this time, and I didn't really mind. I'll probably buy the Blu-ray, because I'll, otherwise I'll just have an incomplete saga, and I just, my brain won't allow that kind of nonsense. Uh, but it's fine. I don't think it's worth getting up in arms about. It was a very good ride, had a very Indiana Jones adventure feel to it. And sure, some stuff doesn't make sense, but I don't care. So, Blake, to wrap up 2019... We would each give our list of our top five toys of 2019. Blake, are you ready? I think so. I'm going to start with my number five. The Bronchiosaurus from Jurassic World. I'm not a huge Jurassic World fan. I'm not a huge Jurassic Park fan. 
But this thing <laughs> is an awesome toy. It's just like the best dinosaur toy ever made. Screw it that it's part of Jurassic World or whatever. Right. It's just a solid, solid di- dinosaur toy. Do they still have the little, like, JW, like, burned in to the thighs? Like, they've been branded, like you the know, Jurassic I Park ones know. did? Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, from the originals yeah. those did. I, I'm not sure. I would find that a little disappointing, like, because I, I, I want to be able to use the bronchiosaur with, like, any toy line. Right. Um, yeah. It, it If it does, I have not noticed. Uh, but I tell you what it does have, a lot of articulation. <laughs> you can move this neck. Like, it, and it's massive. It's a massive, massive toy. It's 34 <laughs> inches long, uh, 28 inches high. Jesus. Uh, it's massive. It looks like a small dog. Um. The retail is forty nine ninety nine. How does your dog feel about this small dog size thing? He'll never see it. He'll oh. never see it. Got to keep this thing as far away from him as possible. <laughs> um, I was really hoping that they would go on clearance because if I found ten of these babies at twenty bucks a piece, <laughs> I'd build myself a bronchiosaurus army. Uh, but unfortunately, they seem to still be forty nine ninety nine. Well, at most places. Uh, but if you want yourself a solid dinosaur toy, maybe the best dinosaur action figure ever made, I recommend the Jurassic World Legacy Collection Bronchiosaurus, number five on my list. Number five on my list. I kind of I cheated a little bit with all of these and almost just picked like a thing that it was, but I will narrow it down to one from the line. Okay. And my fifth favorite stuff to collect this year was all of these 90s X-Men Marvel Legends that came out. We had the Magneto 3-pack, Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Gambit, everyone. Everyone was there. But my favorite of all of them, which is ironic because she is not my favorite X-Men, I think this Storm that they did is the perfect Storm figure. Mm. It's articulate. It, it's just such a one-to-one of the animated cartoon in such a perfect way. Like, the paint, the, the shading, all of it. Similar to how the, like the NECA turtles look like they're just ripped right out of the cartoon. There's something they're doing with the coloring and the fading that just... It looks like it's right off of a page, and I love that. It has very cool lightning effects that I can put on her arms and just make it very easy to put around in a good, like, diorama-type situation. I just think it stands out amongst all of them. All of the other ones are good, but this one just feels very uniquely 90s and perfect, and it belongs. It's my uh, my number four, also a Marvel legend. Uh, the 80th anniversary Marvel figures, all of them absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Captain America, the Thor... The Hulk, the Wolverine, the Colossus, the Juggernaut, all of them great. But on my list, my number four best toy for 2019 is the 80th anniversary Iron Man. It is a perfect Iron Man. I cannot imagine them ever making a better Iron Man than this one. They nailed it. It was a tough call for me between the Iron Man and the Thor uh, but overall, with the accessories and the head and the whole thing, 
the 80th anniversary Iron Man, the perfect Iron Man figure. Great job, Toy Biz. I would love to see, even though the 80th is over, very classic looks like they yeah. had in the 80th line continuing on with Toy Biz. I don't see why they wouldn't. And I know the Black Widow Marvel Legends just announced their GameStop and something else exclusive that has that from a comic, shorter hair Yeah, the, design. the gray costume. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. So this might be, we might be kicking down that door a little bit. Because now, really, so. how many more movies are coming out? Mm, I mean, question. you know, three a year, but... Oh, Are we all going to buy four. a muscular Kumail Nagiani figure for oh, the Eternals? I am. Well, obviously. My number four comes from the NECA Toonie Terrors line, and it's the Jason from their Friday the 13th. Which oh, this what in- a fun figure. Real fun figure. Yeah. This entire line is fantastic, and I want to see it continue forever. I want every slasher villain we can get. I want variants. I want Scream. I want classic Universal monsters. There's a Candyman movie coming out. Let's get a Toonie Candyman. Uh, but I I'm think, hoping it spins off into like Toonie sci-fi. I don't see why it wouldn't. I don't see why we wouldn't get like a Predator and Alien and just start going down the list for all everything else the NECA has. They're perfect. Uh, and this Jason is just fun. And they kind of did the thing where... Everything in this line fits despite having a very different palette to it. The Freddy and Jason and Michael and Leatherface and Chucky all look like they kind of are from the same universe. They yeah. do kind of a similar thing that Nintendo's done with Super Smash Brothers, where they found this aesthetic that just fits into everything. Big fan of that. It's so great. And it because of that, too, it's really easy to put on a shelf where... Uh, I have a friend who collects horror figures, and every now and then I go into his apartment, and I'm like, I don't know why this. Is- You've got this shrine, like that Leatherface is just wearing another man's face. This isn't like fun and neat to look at. It's creepy, but when they kind of boil them down to these cartoons, I can just put Jason up with any of the Legends or Black Series or Amiibos or whatever else I have, and it doesn't really stick out the way a normal horror figure would, which I also really like. That I can now get these characters and not have somebody come in and be like, oh, cool. He's going to make a lamp out of me when we're done. Number three on my list, also a NECA toy. It is the Bebop and Rocksteady 2-pack. I know there have been some complaints about them maybe not being the sturdiest figures. But I love them. Uh, They are definitely a dream come true. This is the Bebop and Rocksteady I've waited my whole life for. And I, about five, six years ago, there was a kind of classic Bebop and Rocksteady that Playmates released. Yeah. And at the time, I loved them. When I got this NECA 2-pack home and put them on the same shelf as those, just bullshit. Those are going in a bin. They're never seeing the light of day again. Uh, these NECA versions just blow them away. They're perfect. They're yeah. absolutely perfect. And I don't have any of the other NECA Turtles stuff. I didn't buy the Turtles. I didn't buy the Shredder or anything like that. I just bought the Bebop and Rocksteady, and I love them. Almost all of those would have been on my list had I found any of them. But I didn't, because I want the Shredder and Krang and the Foot Soldiers, because we just don't get enough Foot Soldier figures anywhere i feel like uh 
but they didn't. However, my number three is also a NECA turtle, and it is the uh, 89 movie ones. Oh, yes. Which also, for what those are, are perfect. They Similarly, I have the Playmates line, and when I put those in front of them, you're just like, well, these look like they are the costumes from the movie. If I took a good enough photo of it and put it up, I could just be like, I own the rubber suit. Look at it in all of its glory. And my favorite one, because he's my favorite, is Leo. But I think, again, this is just the Leo that blows it all away. The facial expression on it looks very good. It's very reminiscent of that movie and kind of what that character is going through. Uh, So I think the way you can kind of pose it adds this weight to it that a lot of other figures when they're on a shelf are just like, that's fun. But there's something about that specific line that when it's up, there's a almost like artistic tonal shift in it. If it was a photograph, it would make you a little sad. And I love it. <laughs> They're dark. And and it's so nice that they've paralleled this like dark line with this like fun cartoon line. Because when I do see them together, I'm like, oh, well, like, it's almost depressing having all these 89 turtles. Because like, they're all, it's a sad movie in a lot of ways. But the cartoon is just silly playtime. And I'm sure once there's Secret of the Ooze figures to mix in, like... Yeah, they won't be able to hold their weapons. Because they're not allowed to have them in that movie. Uh, my number two is the Alfred figure from the now defunct Mattel DC multiverse line. Uh, this figure is something that I really wish toy companies did more often. You don't see this happen very often, and it's a real shame. And what they did with this figure is it came with four different heads. And one of those heads was the Alfred from the 89 Burden movies. Uh, Another one of those heads was from the 66 Batman show. Uh, And then you had your comic book head and then like a weird, like when Alfred was a zombie or something, I don't know. It was, it like went right in the trash, but (laughs) uh, especially the movie head and the TV head. First of all, Mattel did a 66 Batman line in this scale several years ago. Didn't get around to making Alfred. You pop that 66 head on him. All of a sudden, you have a new figure from a line that's been canceled for like five, six years. Um, it was great to get one more toy from that line. And getting the 89 Alfred, incredible. Like, it's probably the best movie likeness that Mattel has done in wow. that line. Like... That's not really saying much because the other likenesses are just so off book. It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, They've never even come close to getting a likeness right. But they nailed both of these heads, the 66 and the 89. Well, you go out with a bang. You go out with a bang. Um, Is it frustrating that I now have a – basically, I have perfect versions – of every main character from the two Burden Batman films in completely different scales. Yeah, I can see where that would be annoying. <laughs> I have the Keaton and the Joker from Hot Toys in the sixth scale, and then the best Penguin and Catwoman are in the one-fourth scale, 
and now I have a perfect Alfred <laughs> in a six-inch scale. <laughs> Great. So if you so if, if you, you line set, them up right, yeah, if you line them up feet apart from each yeah, other, yeah, do some Lord of the Rings photography <laughs> trickery. Yes, and it they're looks, perfect. Yeah, exactly. But uh, closer, we're getting closer every year to a solid set of eighty-nine Batman. <laughs> we'll get there one day. But yeah, I wish they did more stuff like this. Um, it's the only DC Mattel figure I've bought since the 66 line ended. If they would have done more stuff like this, I would have bought more. Maybe they'd still have the license. Maybe. But they don't. But they don't. But what a way to go out. Absolutely love him. Uh, Blake, what's your number two? My number two is the Shovel Knight Amiibo three-pack that finally came out. I don't know if you know the history of Please this, fill us in. Of this I game. do not. Uh, so back in... The first time I ever heard of Shovel, Shovel Knight was you wearing a t-shirt with him on. That's right. <laughs> I love that game. In 2014, as many people probably know, a small video game called Shovel Knight came out. It was kickstarted by Yacht Club Games. It emulates perfectly what like the old DuckTales game was. It's very 16-bit side-scroller. It's a lot of Mega Man... DuckTales, Mario influence, and it's almost a perfect one-to-one. They've created a character that feels like he's just been around since that era. Um, And they hit so many stretch goals on their Kickstarter, which most video games, when they hit their Kickstarter, just don't come out, that they have since then made not only Shovel Knight, but three expansions that are just a full game with a different villain in each one. King Knight, Spectre Knight, and... um, the poison one is Plague Knight. And so they made a Shovel Knight amiibo just to be like, Nintendo's doing this and it's great. They're toy to life line. And then they announced for all of this DLC, a three pack with those three villains, which I pre-ordered on Amazon immediately. Three years ago. (laughs) Since then, They delayed it once because they were like, look, we want it to come out when all three of the DLCs are done and we're taking our time with this last one. Makes sense. Then they said they weren't done yet, but then they showed them at E3 and a couple other toy fairs and clearly they're done. And then they get just kind of forgot about it. The last game in the series came out this year and then uh, right before Christmas, I got an Amazon notification that in two days my Shovel Knight Amiibos were coming. And Justin, let me tell you, they were worth the wait. Because similar to the Star Wars Black Series and everything else, Amiibo have only gotten better and cooler and bulkier. And these three together are just like... It almost makes me want them to re-release the original Shovel Knight Amiibo because now he just looks dull and Mm. sad and colorless. These are like life-filled. And the other weird thing about Amiibo when they started is they would pick poses that weren't necessarily conducive to a small statue. So you'd have what they would call like the pea stick out of a Legend of Zelda character. There's just this like yellow stick keeping them up. And as they've progressed with these molds, they've learned how to kind of make them work. So they have much more dynamic poses, but they also don't have these just like weird, clear crystallites holding them in place. They just sort of are there and they're very prominent and they're the same size as the shovel knight, but because they're a bit bigger and bulkier, they just overshadow it when it's together. Now they're easily some of the three best amiibo that they've ever made for any of the lines in this. 
And it just took so long to get there. And I'm just so glad they're here. And I'm so glad I had enough money in my bank account that when Amazon was like, guess what? We're charging your card. <laughs> it was fine. Man, it's already time for my number one. It's time. My absolute favorite toy of 2019 was the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Slim Jim Macho Man Randy Savage. That makes a lot of sense. It is an amazing, amazing toy. Even if it didn't have all the bells and whistles of coming in a Slim Jim box, uh, it would still be an amazing figure because the outfit alone that he's in is just gorgeous. Yeah. I would love, love, love more Macho Mans in outfits like this. I understand that it's not easy to do. That's why it has to be like a convention exclusive these days. Um, but it's fantastic. Probably, I don't know for sure, probably the only action figure to ever come with a Slim Jim accessory. I would have to assume that that's true. Uh, maybe one of the Simpsons came with like a knockoff Slim Jim. Maybe. This is the real deal branded Slim Jim. I think we need more of this weird advertising figure angle that yes. we're getting. Because this toy didn't just appeal to wrestling fans and wrestling toy collectors. People know Macho Man from the Slim Jim commercials That's how I that never, ever watched wrestling. Yeah. Because it's, it's basically like getting a highly detailed figure of the Colonel. Right. Well, in the 90s, was you know it was really easy to make a commercial that a celebrity just crashed through a wall and declared he was ending boredom for you with whatever means he had. Are thou bored? Yeah. Step into a Slim Jim. And I think we need more of these wall-busting characters. I completely agree. That, like, the day of the character busting through the wall and ending boredom is over. Is over. I don't know how what kids do now. They're not licking popsicles and becoming multicolored weird men, or whatever that one was where you ate it and your head became the fruit. Do and not remember that. narratively in that commercial, they just had a lemon head for the rest of their lives. <laughs> what? You don't... It was like... A sucker or a popsicle, and they would eat it and be like, mmm, and then their head would morph into whatever flavor, and they would be like, they'd love it, and they would just go through their day-to-day -day with this, like, bunch of grapes head. Hey, you do and you. I need all of those <laughs> figures. Can your fruit snack do this? It's the burstinist. It's the blastinist. Like, what is your number one? Mine is also from the San Diego Comic-Con convention. Oh. It is a... Actually, you know what? It is actually from the New York Comic-Con. Oh. I'm mistaken. <laughs> um, it we is... We had some real synergy there. For uh, we were about to, but... That I still con exclusives. Still con exclusives. Still big deals. Uh, and this is the Batman versus the Joker alien that mm. NECA made. Wow. And not just wow, because I love taking, similar to these weird advertising things we could be doing, let's take more of these weird comic book crossovers and really go for it. I'm a fan. But I think this is a definitive Batman figure. 
He's got the long pointy ears. He's got the yellow emblem on him. He's a little blue. This is my Batman. This is what I want. This is how I want the new movie Batman to look. He's got a very nice cloth cape. So you can very easily, like I had him pose in his, where he has it up and you can see his eyes and he's like stealthy and you're like, oh, this is amazing. No other figure can do this. The alien is probably the same mold from their SDCC one that also is amazing. But if NECA's good at one thing, it is alien figures. And this Joker paint job looks amazing. And I know it's very easy to make jokes that he looks like the Spaceballs alien that does the little dance, but he's the Joker. He might be doing it. And just what a great, big... I'm just a sucker for these big, bulky figures that just take up all this space. Just this prominent tail and his his long green head and the detail in his ribs. It's terrifying. It is a scary looking thing. I think the the two best Batman figures that came out in 2019 weren't from Batman lines. No. That one and the one that was in the Batman Ninja Turtles two packs. Yeah, those were also those great. Those were my two favorite Batman figures that came out this year and not from traditional Batman lines. Well, it just shows you that maybe they should have it. Maybe NECA should make the full 89 line in one <laughs> size for you. I, If they could, I think they would. I, they absolutely would. Uh, and we'll see if we'll see if McFarlane uh, tackles it. I liked their animated stuff that they just put out with this first wave. The Superman and Batman both look great. Yeah, I think they look fine. I don't think they're much of an improvement over the DC Direct ones. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interested to, interesting to see what McFarlane does with this line going forward. I hope they get a little creative and weird. I hope we don't just repeat a lot of the stuff that we've so been far. Doing. It looks like it's gonna be a straight up repeat. Well, but with some with... like newer versions of figures that I don't yeah. care about anyway. Thanks, Max. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Andy. Thank you very much. The new year is upon us, Andy, so in my opinion, I think this is the most relevant time to look into the future. The future, Conan? That's right, contractual friend. Let us all look to the future. It's time for our 2020 predictions. What do we think is going to happen well, I think the the first big thing that I thought was going to happen has already happened. What's NECA that? has announced the 16-bit Turtles from Turtles in Time, the arcade game, mm. which I'm very excited about because I never got them, and I love that game. And then I'll have it all. Then every single type of turtle I will have checked off of a box. The movies, the animated, the game. We're done. Well, my first prediction for 2020 is that this new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe line is going to be a gigantic failure. Oh, yeah? Uh, I think the movie is going to get canceled. I think no one will end up watching the animated shows. And it was a nice try. But I think I think Masters of the Universe is going to be going back underground. Uh, I, I just – I as someone who just spent over a decade collecting these classic figures, I don't need to buy another line. I especially don't need to buy another line that, in my opinion, is a step back. 
Right. I don't see anything different or new that they could do to draw me in. I think Mattel is going to end up having made a giant mistake taking the license back from Super 7. Because uh, I think the movie will end up not being made. There'll be no toy line for the movie. And on their own, the new toys that are coming out, I just don't see them selling. Yeah. So my first prediction for 2020 disaster in the masters of the universe universe i think and some of it's already happening but i think the star wars black series line is going to get a lot more prequel attention this year because i think we kind of know what we're getting from all the new stuff and like their last big success was the prequel obi-wan and the prequel darth maul that they re-released for the archive and we still don't have a Dooku. We still don't have anything really from episode three. When I was going through my figures for Rise of Skywalker, I was all of a sudden realizing how void that is outside of the episode three Anakin. I think that's it. So maybe a Sheev Palpatine from that era. I mean, there's not much else to make, but you'll probably get a super battle droid, all the ancillary Jedis, and then probably a lot of animated stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if with every like new Disney Plus show, they'll probably throw in stuff from Clone Wars, stuff from Rebels, start building out that space. Because I think those people are now old enough where they're hungry for mm, that's a good that point. kind of collectible thing. We are now seeing the nostalgia of the prequels in full force where people are defending them against these new movies and being like, look how great they were. I think in some ways they are definitely defendable against these new movies. The third one certainly is. Revenge of the Sith is easily defensible. That's, that's where we disagree. Well, then. Uh, speaking of destroying legacies, uh, my next prediction for 2020 is that the venture capitalists who own Toys R Us will find new and exciting ways of destroying its legacy. Of course it will. Uh Bane Capital. I don't know how much you heard about the opening of the new Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <clears throat> they opened up. I don't even know if they opened up the second one in Texas, but I know they opened up one in, I think, New Jersey. That was the first one. Somewhere yeah. over there. Uh, and it <laughs> it turned out to be like a information gathering scheme. Like they were getting information and they, the store was like full of cameras that were tracking kids. Behavioral patterns. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And it just seems like. It feels like that Simpsons episode where they make the like, the school gets taken over by the toy company and they just use them to make Funzo or whatever it's called. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. They've, it's just a data farming operation and no longer a toy store. And they seem determined, because just venture capitalists in general seem determined to ruin everything that is fun oh, and exciting. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they and just drain it out. They keep, when you think they can't stoop lower with Toys R Us, they stoop lower with Toys R Us. And my prediction is they will somehow stoop even lower. I don't know if it's going to come out that, like, Jeffrey was on Epstein's plane. I'm sure he was. Him and Mr. Peanut were hanging out. Something is going to happen. Like, it, it just – that it it is so sad and it is so disturbing. Like, really? Like, you're going to relaunch this brand just to mine data from children? I want to be a Toys R Us kid. 
Blake, what else do you think is going to happen in 2020? I'm sure Funko will make more things for movies. Um, <laughs> That's oh, a bold prediction from Blake. Funko safe, making more things. Safe bets. I bet you're right, Blake. I bet Funko makes more things. Probably. Who has the Ghostbusters license? Oh, Matei, no. Hasbro. Going to get some Finn Wolfhard figures. Hasbro now has the Ghostbusters license. Yeah, well, Afterlife's going to come out. Well, it looks like there are rumblings that we'll get like a Black Series style Ghostbusters line. Awesome. That will stretch over all of the movies. And other properties. Great. That is the rumor that's swirling around right now. I'm sure we'll know when Toy Fair hits here in a couple of weeks. Look, Sony wants this thing to be huge. They don't want just this movie to be huge. They want this brand back in full force. Toys and shows and movies and nonsense. I, I bought that full Mattel line from Maddie Collector. And... I don't necessarily want to buy another line of Ghostbusters, but if they're good enough figures, because I still feel like there hasn't been like a really accurate Bill Murray. Right. If they're good enough figures, I will buy another line <laughs> of Ghostbuster action figures. I will buy a third peck. Uh, I <laughs> hey, I will be in if, if, if it's a good line. Great. I'm excited to see what they show at Toy Fair. That's probably my last big one, but I'm just trying to think. I'm really just trying to be like, what other shows and movies are going to be big that they're going to like really push for? Because this is an interesting pop culture year because all of the big things like Marvel and Star Wars and Game of Thrones are gone. So I'm surprised, like, are there going to be more Watchmen stuff to fill that gap from this new show? Or I don't think get? so. I think, I think this year is just going to continue on kind of how it's been the last couple of years i mean basically like we don't really get properties from new movies anymore like, yeah we're just going to keep getting properties from the same movies from the 80s we've been getting property like, figures from for ever. ever maybe some new star trek a nice old picard i wonder about that i think mcfarland still has the star trek license so I don't know. I don't see them doing an old Picard, but we're maybe definitely, we're going to get those last seven amiibo in my Super Smash Brothers days will eventually end. I uh, for your six sake, six more characters, Justin. Six more characters. They finished out this DLC run. It said we have six more coming. And so wait, six more characters, and they will have released all the Super Smash Brothers characters. No, no, no. They they have now these last two that came out: Dark Samus and um, the other Castlevania character, Richter. <clears throat> Richter, fill up the base of the game. Everything on the disc is out. Gotcha. They released five downloadable content characters over the last year. And I went, fine, I can do that. And then we're done. And then they announced their fifth character and they said, but wait, we're going to make six more mystery characters and put them on the game. Man, I, I, what I wish could be a prediction is the end of these blind bag craze. Oh, no, that's you're going to keep getting that. I, like, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show, but I have no respect for blind bags. I will walk into a store and just open every blind bag until I find the figure that I want. I think this whole thing is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to find the 
what is the company even called? Um, Loyal Subjects. I've been trying to find the Macho Man from Loyal Subjects for months. I walked into a Target a couple months ago that had four cases of the Loyal Subjects figures. I stood there in the middle of Target and I opened every single blind bag in those four cases. No Macho Man. <laughs> well. Uh, so I am encouraging everyone. I'm encouraging all of our listeners to throw caution to the wind and fight back against blind bags. Go into your local stores. Open all the blind bags. That's my call to action for this week's show, Blake. Great. Stand up to the... Big a, to the big blind bag. It's an election year. Stand up for what you believe in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I bet Bernie's against the, blind bags. Of course he is. Everyone gets their toys. Uh, is the How Do You Figure podcast endorsing a candidate? I guess so. <laughs> if Joe Rogan can do it, every podcast. So can we? Uh, well, Blake, it was really fun to be back. Uh, I am. I have made my now, New Year's resolution that we come out with a show every week. Like Pennywise, in 27 years, we'll have another episode. We should be back next week. The, the 20, I, it's fine. I mean, I know. I thought that. But no, we'll be, we'll, we will be back next we week. We will be back next week. Uh, thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, please tell your friends that we're back and we're staying back. <laughs> Welcome to season three. Yes. Season three. <laughs> right when the Simpsons hit its stride, so will we. The animation's a little bit better. Conan O'Brien's here. We would we would really love to hear from you and hear who you want to have on the show as guests, what topics, anything. Tell us what you want to hear. Send us your feedback. We are listening. I know there's a lot of unanswered messages that we've gotten. Not going to happen anymore. We're going to be returning these messages. So send us your messages. Let us know who we should have on. Let us know what lines. Let us know we should be talking about more. What should we be talking about less? And Blake, how can they do that? They can do that by emailing us at howdoyoufigurepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at howdoyoufigurepc, or joining our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash howdoyoufigurepodcast. We are also on Instagram at howdoyoufigurepodcast. And you can leave us a review on iTunes by doing that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll talk to you next week. 